chapter number four uh, tonight. I am mindful of our time, and I don't want to be too long, uh, but uh, in keeping with our message this morning, uh, I want to preach a message tonight entitled, Best of Both Worlds, but with a question mark, all right? Uh, Best of Both Worlds, uh, but uh, with a question mark, and of course that meaning uh, here that uh, there really isn't uh, a best uh, of both worlds that we're going to look at uh, in this passage of Scripture. Uh, I had had a conversation uh, with uh, a friend, a, a ministry friend, uh, just the other day, uh, who has uh, made some changes in his life and, and whatnot. And, and in that conversation, uh, one of the things that was mentioned uh, was, and this is a, an expression that, I, that I've heard a lot over the course of time, uh, and the expression goes, um, as preachers, as Christians, as churches, uh, we need to be silent or quiet where the Bible is quiet uh, and loud where the Bible is loud, all right? And uh, you've heard it in years past put this way, we need to major on majors and minor on, uh, on the minors, all right? And, uh, and many people in that respect or with that kind of line of reasoning would talk about, uh, well, we need to be about winning people to Christ, uh, about soul winning, etc., and not worry about uh, some of the other issues and in uh, first and second, third degree separation and everything else. Uh, and uh, one of the things I reminded uh, him about was that um, many places where uh, people today, Christians today, think the Bible is silent, uh, the Bible isn't silent. Uh, in fact, the Bible is very loud uh, on those subjects, like the subtopic of separation uh, and holiness. And, uh, and uh, there are other places, like, say, the Bible's, the Bible's, Bible's silent on cigarettes, all right? The uh, Bible doesn't say anything about, about cigarettes, uh, but, uh, but it is loud uh, on personal holiness, and, and it's loud on your body being the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. You follow me? Uh, so we'll point to something, well, the, Bible's, the Bible is is quiet on music. It isn't really. There's a lot about music in the Bible, uh, but, uh, but, it is, but it is loud uh, on, on, on holiness and worship and, uh, and uh, in songs and hymns and spiritual songs. Uh, so we'll say those things. And, and really, when you boil down uh, the conflicts that we have, Wars and fightings within churches, wars and fightings without, as we might uh, go th- to uh, battle, if you will, uh, in debate uh, with, uh, with the philosophy of the world and etc. Um, God has an answer for all that in James chapter number four. He, he diagnoses the problem uh, and then he gives us the solution for it. And I'm thankful that the Bible does that. And, uh, and really, uh, you know, for me as a pastor, uh, you know, as a Baptist, uh, we're often, we're really, really, I, I feel like I'm super, I'm an expert. I'm, a, I'm masterful at, at pointing out a problem, all right? Uh, point out where something is wrong or where there's sin, uh, but in, in pointing out a solution or giving uh, an alternative to, uh, those are things that I struggle with and I, and I always have. But one of the reasons that is true is that when you, when you look at worldliness as a whole, uh, in our culture uh, and things, oftentimes there's not a, there's not a biblical replacement uh, for some of the things people need to, uh, you know, to, um, you know, they're putting something away. We put off the old man and put on the new. Uh, we remove something, we fill it with another thing. But there are things in this life, uh, in this culture, uh, that there is no biblical replacement for. 
All right. And uh, but in the places that there are, uh, I think uh, myself, uh, I need to be better at pointing them out. But let's let's go ahead and read in James chapter number four and we'll read down through verse number eight. The Bible says, from whence come wars and fightings among you? Uh, And so it's the question. He answers, come they not hence uh, even of your lusts that war in your members? Uh, Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and, and cannot obtain. Ye fight war. Uh, fight and war, uh, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. Uh, and notice the harsh language, uh, the biblical language, uh, and God didn't hold any punches as He inspired these things. He says, Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God. That word enmity means uh, hostility. It's hostile. Uh, and and uh, we need to, as Bible-believing Christians, understand that God makes a distinction. Uh, he said today, we, we looked at it this morning, to be uh, God's friend, uh, we are to uh, do the things that He says, to obey His commandments, to, uh, to uh, follow His voice uh, his, uh, as His sheep. Uh, if we love Him, uh, we do the things uh, that He says. Uh, and He said, friendship with the world is enmity with God. Uh, it, is, it is against uh, and is hostile uh, to, to him. Uh, and then he qualifies it. He says, whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. There's no, there is no way to soft soap these verses. There, there is no private interpretation. Uh, I've had people say that. Well, that's your interpretation. No, it isn't. This is what the words say. And even though uh, Brother Omni makes fun of my uh, making up words uh, and stuff, uh, you know, I can, I can read a sentence, uh, read a paragraph, uh, diagram it or whatever, and find out the words mean what they mean. Uh, and there's no, secret, there's no secret meaning. There's no private interpretation. This is what the Word of God says. Uh, and, uh, and so it's our responsibility, my responsibility, just to understand it and, uh, and obey it. Uh, so, uh, so God says, and we're going to point out uh, a couple of things from that verse here in a minute. Do you think, verse number five, the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth envy, but he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, uh, ye double-minded. And then he goes on uh, with some other uh, things about being afflicted and, uh, and laughter and joy uh, and some other comments as we get into what we try to figure out our life is. And our life is a vapor. Uh, it's here for a little while, then passes away. There's a lot of vanity in life. There's a lot of, uh, of, uh, of things that take place uh, that we are, uh, we observe, that we uh, potentially have a, a part in or to participate in, and we've got to make choices. Uh, and we we cannot. When I say when I title this message the best of both worlds, um, when it comes to our Christian life, uh, there's no such thing. Uh, the Bible says you can't you can't serve God and Mammon. Uh, it's impossible. Uh, there's the chemistry of separation in the Bible. We can't. So the Bible is very clear about these things. So he says, what, uh, whence comes wars and fightings? They come from these things. And we're going to look at those briefly tonight. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless uh, this message and help us to understand uh, your word as you've laid it out for us. Uh, help us uh, to not be upset uh, 
uh, at uh, your language, your harsh language about this topic, uh, but Lord, that we might take it to heart, the seriousness of, uh, of these verses. In Jesus' name, uh, amen. Uh, write this down if you have a pen. Uh, wrong thinking uh, produces wrong living. Wrong thinking produces wrong living. Um, as I mentioned the conversation about, uh, you know, uh, uh, being quiet where the Bible is quiet and being loud where it is loud, I, when those statements are said to me, I realize right away uh, that uh, they didn't get that from the Bible. Uh, they got that from reading another book or they, they heard that at some conference or whatever. And, uh, and it's the same thing. It's the same thing that people were saying 40 years ago, uh, 50 years ago, uh, when, uh, when, when people begin to preach about things. Uh, and there are a lot of things in the Bible that make us uncomfortable when they're preached. Uh, and and uh, so uh, when those things are said, uh, I realize that they're being influenced uh, by, uh, by outside uh, influences uh, and they are thinking a certain way. And thinking that way produces behavior that's consistent with that way of thinking. Uh, And so wrong thinking produces wrong living. Holy thinking, righteous thinking, godly thinking, uh, thinking that comes from uh, the wisdom that is talked about in the book of James that is from above and uh, and that's not earthly and sensual and devilish, all produce uh, the right types of fruit in our life. Uh, So if I see someone who has wrong behavior, uh, I kind of reverse engineer it. Uh, I try to find out what kind of thinking has caused you to to behave and do those types of things. One of the big big ones is just pride uh, and uh, and selfishness, which we see kind of permeating uh, the first few verses of this. Wrong thinking produces wrong living. What do we mean by that? Well, uh, selfish desires. Uh, the Bible says, From whence comes war, come wars uh, and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lust, that war uh, in your members? We have, uh, the Bible says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, uh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, uh, is not of the Father, but is of the world. Uh, the, God's not the author of those things. All of those lusts come from the world. That's why God says uh, to be in it and not of it. Uh, that we're supposed to, uh, to if, if we have the love of the world in us, then the love of the Father is not in us. We're talking about being the friend of God. Uh, I want God to be my friend, not just my Lord and my Savior, but, uh, but uh, I, 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 I like where the Bible says that, that, uh, that I can draw nigh to Him and He'll draw nigh to me. Uh, I love that I can enter into the throne room of grace and, uh, and I can pray and He hears my prayers and, uh, and, uh, and we can commune uh, as uh, friend with friend. I love that, but not everybody, not everybody is, uh, is the friend of Jesus. Uh, we are, like I mentioned last week or whatever, the fan of Jesus, uh, but not the friend of him. What gets in the way? Well, it's the lust of the flesh, selfish desires. Ye lust, verse number two, and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot, cannot obtain. Ye fight in war, yet ye have not because ye ask not. So uh, there is a, a, a selfish desire that leads to wrong actions. Uh, it leads to wrong praying. Uh, you ask and receive not because you ask amiss. Uh, you ask that you can consume it upon your own lust. When you think about God in an improper way, it, it permeates everything you do as a Christian. 
Uh, it, it affects how you read your Bible and process the words on the page. Because if you think, uh, if you think that uh, God is this, uh, uh, this uh, you know, genie uh, that you just ring a bell and, and, uh, and he comes uh, and you just pray and he's going to give you everything you ask him, uh, then, uh, then you're not going to pray according to God's will. You'll pray, you'll, you'll name it and claim it. Uh, I, you know, I remember uh, I used to call it uh, Amway uh, salvation. Uh, and what I mean by that, and it was just called different things now. It's the same, the same type of thing. Uh, but what they would do, uh, I had a friend who was in Amway, uh, and he had a picture, I think, of like uh, some type of jet stream, or he had uh, this car, some kind of fancy car. They were, pu- they were pasted uh, on his, uh, the front of his refrigerator. And he was just believing God uh, for that jet stream and believe in God uh, for that, whatever, I'll say Lamborghini, whatever it was. Uh, and, uh, and everything about his faith uh, was about loving God so that God would bless him. And, 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 and by the way, when God didn't bless uh, his business, uh, his relationship with God waned. Uh, and, uh, and now God is just a, a passing thing. In fact, uh, probably uh, the, only, uh, the only influence or the only thing uh, that he gets uh, about God today uh, is from the things he reads that I put on, on the Internet because he loves me. And, and, and let me say this, uh, you may be, that kind of feeds into that saying that you may be the only Bible uh, that somebody may read. Uh, but uh, but it's, it's, it's lust and it's asking uh, wrong believing, wrong thinking about God produces wrong actions, produces wrong praying. Uh, and, uh, and, and then he goes on to say in verse number four, and which is going to be the crux of our message, we're going to be long, ye adulterers and adulteresses. Now in uh, this time, we think about the world. People try to define what is the world, and uh, it's, it's not the world like the globe. Uh, it is, uh, it is the, the spirit. Uh, it is the, the atmosphere. It is the desires. Uh, it's all these different things. Uh, but but when, when James wrote uh, this book under inspiration of Scripture, was a long time ago. I don't have off the top of my head the date uh, that the book of James uh, was written, uh, but the world was a whole lot different back then than it is now. Uh, I, think of, I think of quotes that I hear of like A.W. Tozer uh, as he deals with, uh, with worldliness uh, and, and the entertainment culture. I mean, Tozer has been dead for, for quite a while. And, uh, and he was saying all these things about the church back then. But this is way before then. This is a long, long time ago. And can you imagine uh, perhaps what the language might sound like or what the analogies would be if, uh, if the book of James was written in 2019? When we read ye adulterers and adulteresses, uh, they, here's what worldliness is. When you read this and you kind of make the analogy, uh, adults in a room, uh, when, when he uh, is saying, when you love the world, you're stepping out on God. That's what he's saying. And, uh, and when, when Christians, and sometimes well-meaning Christians, because they hear it in, they, in their churches and their favorite TV preachers or, or, uh, or internet pastors or whatever say all this different stuff, eh, don't worry about it, on and on and on. No, it's very serious. It's a very serious thing. Uh, we need to understand that worldliness is there, and, uh, and we need to figure out as Christians what that means. Because God warns it. He says, if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. 
So if, 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 there is, if somebody, if somebody uh, tells you in any format, any way uh, at all, if somebody says to you or calls you worldly, you should really take that to heart. You should, you should go, that, you sh- that should stop you dead in your tracks. Uh, and, uh, and you should think, whoa, uh, what do they mean I'm worldly? Because, because if they say that to you or about you, A, if somebody knows you well enough to say it, you ought to thank God for that. But, but that, that should be, if, if, somebody, if, if somebody says to you, you're a, you're a liar. Well, you know, that's, that's a thing. But if somebody says you are worldly, uh, again, stop and self-examine. Even ask them, what do you mean? What do you mean I'm worldly? Uh, if, uh, if somebody says you shouldn't listen to that worldly music, you ought not just get offended at what they say and defend the music that you listen to. You should really take to heart why they think it's worldly. Because worldliness is something in the Bible you are obligated to stay as far away from as possible. So he says, he says, you are adulterers and adulteresses. Know ye not uh, that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Remember, the world, uh, in fact, in, uh, some of you won't remember this because you weren't in my Sunday school class, uh, but, uh, but uh, there is a persecution that is going to come. All that uh, are godly, the Bible says, will suffer persecution. Uh, when you live a godly separated life, you will be persecuted by the world. Uh, the Bible says, uh, Jesus said that the world hated him. Uh, and, uh, and if the world, uh, if you think about it as its desires and its lusts and its flesh and uh, the, the culture, uh, we've got everybody is just talking about, we just need to, we need to uh, get into the culture and, and all this kind of stuff. Be very, very careful. When I, when I hear that word culture, you know what conjures up in my, my mind? Uh, petri dish. That's what I think of. Uh, and, uh, you know, you just put something in it and you send it off and something grows in it. Uh, and uh, praise the Lord, Aaron. Uh, and she knows what I'm talking about. I don't really know what I'm talking about. But she does. If you ask her, she'll, she'll be able to school you on that. But that's what I, when somebody says, oh, we just got something, and the word culture comes out of their mouth. Um, that's what I think of. Uh, and uh, now we are to reach people in the world. We are, there's no mistaken. You can't get away from the fact that tomorrow uh, you're going to have to go to work in the world. Uh, and uh, you are going to be influenced by, by everything that this culture and worldly culture uh, has to offer. It's in front of you all the time, every uh, billboards and uh, in on and on and on. Uh, I have a, a, a um, I'm pretty good about like just driving down the road and having those blinders on, you know, uh, and, uh, and uh, things that are on the sides of the roads or whatever. But now I, I've got a little app on my phone that gives me directions. And every time my car stops, it just I get bombarded with advertisement on what's around me uh, right there. Uh, you get bombarded every day with, with, with the things of the world. All right. Now, I will say this. Um, people will discuss and they'll discuss until the Lord comes back um, what's worldly, what's worldly to you. They might say, well, what's worldly to you, Brother Reno, is not, what, is not worldly to me. Uh, and I understand that. But can we just go to the Bible and see what God says is worldly? And, and by the way, where God talks about things that are worldly and carnal uh, are, are the things that people today, preachers today and Christians in churches say the Bible is silent on. And uh, it's not even gray areas. It's, that, it's, it's those very specific things. 
Uh, and the, the Bible says uh, that if you are, have friendship with the world, uh, is enmity with God, it's hostility towards. Uh, so when the world, when, when a Christian embraces worldliness from, the, from a biblical perspective, uh, and, uh, and again, I'm not talking about, you know, I remember, I remember one time uh, years ago, um, I got in a fight with my pastor. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and it was basically over a mater- material uh, uh, for clothing. And not to get into all of that, this was something that, so it was basically like, like we were picking out a dress uh, and we called, it, we called it the forbidden dress. And, uh, and it was forbidden because Pastor Wagon Shoes didn't want her to wear it. Now, we lived in a culture where it was okay, by the way, for, uh, for, for men of God and ladies of God or whatever to address um, what people were wearing to church. And, uh, but we had a difference of opinion. In fact, you know, we were picking this out or whatever, and it was just, I don't even know what the material is even called, but it was on the dress, uh, and he didn't, he didn't like it. And, and we were, we went to, he was going to a chiropractor's appointment like a couple hours away from where we were at church, and I rode with him, and we fought about that the whole way. And, uh, and I'm like, really? Because it broke my heart. Because, because I helped choose a dress for my wife uh, that he thought wasn't, wasn't a good dress. Not wasn't immodest or short or any of those things. It was a piece of material uh, that was on there. And uh, now I'm saying all that to say what, what he saw, thought is worldly and what I thought was worldly uh, was different. Um, but, but it bothered me enough uh, that somebody thought that uh, that it never came out of the closet again. I think until we moved to Washington, I think it came out of the closet uh, once we were in Washington uh, and, uh, and, uh, and out here. But, and I love the dress. It was just different people have different ideas about those things. And there are a lot of those. But what I'm saying is the Bible speaks much about uh, carnality and fleshly things and worldly uh, so that whenever, so uh, if somebody says that, Man, I just think that's, I just think, brother, I just think that's worldly. You ought to take note. It's enmity. It's an hostility towards God. Whosoever, therefore, will be the friend of the world is the enemy of God. Now, I want you to think just very, we talked about friendship this morning, and this is the thought I want you to take away tonight. Friendship with the world, enmity against God, hostility towards God. Someone who is the friend of the world and not the friend of God is the enemy of God. Now, just let that sink in for a second. Because we're, you know, um, if you go to New York, I mentioned this in Sunday school or in church or whatever, you get fined $250,000 now. There's legislation. If you use the word illegal alien uh, and, uh, and they're going to start fining you as uh, some type, if you use it to disparage someone, uh, you, you know, you illegal aliens uh, and whatever, and you say that, you can be fined $250,000 or jail time or whatever they got coming up. In this PC culture, uh, we're very careful as Christians, and we should because our grace needs to be grace speech. Always with grace, seasoned with salt. But you know what the Bible says? When somebody loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. When they are a friend with the world, they're the enemy of God. So I want you to understand a little bit with the battles that, that I wage uh, for the truth of the Bible and for purity in the local church uh, and, for, uh, or, and, and for what God uh, is for and, and against what God's against and all those things because I get a lot of, I get a lot of heat from it. Uh, and, uh, and so I might say, I might say to another uh, preacher or whatever uh, and that, that that's not right and some of you may get offended because I have confronted them. 
But what I want you to understand that in the back of my mind in that conversation, while I have great speech and I'm trying to love and trying to help that individual, the Bible says that if they have friendship with the world, they're the enemy of God. And, uh, and there's that distinction to be made. And by the way, uh, uh, I think that, uh, that we need to uh, have more the mind of God uh, on these issues than we should have uh, you know, the mind of the culture or, or feelings. Uh, we just don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Uh, but, uh, but if you are, um, there's one way to, to know if, you're, if you love God or if you love the world. When the commands of the world and what the world expects of you and the commands of God and what God expects of you uh, are irreconcilable, well, which, whichever way you go, whichever way you go to please, that's what you are. That's what you love. So when confronted with, with, with the, the expectations of God, in, let's, let's say, for example, in uh, uh, church attendance, um, God says, be present. Um, the world says, nah, you don't really got to be. And, uh, and so whichever one you suffice, that's the one you love. And, uh, but you stack that up and you stack this up and you stack this up and you get this and you're making the decision to, to follow the world and worldly culture and all these areas. Uh, pretty soon you stop being the friend of God and you become the enemy of God. Fighting against, it's hostile towards. When, when I see somebody raising some banner for some uh, uh, compromise uh, in 2019, um, I have a very difficult time in my mind and heart, reconciling they're, they're a brother that's just kind of, you know, you know, off a little bit and they need instruction versus they're, just, they're the enemy of God and hostile towards the things of God when they, when they say these different things. Uh, and, uh, uh, and, and I've had, I've had uh, my own church members uh, to, to say, ah, you just need to be a little nicer uh, to them. And, uh, and they have no clue they have no clue the number of things that uh, that uh, that person perhaps is is promoting uh, that doesn't make them on the they're not on the same team. If they were of us, what does the Bible say? Then they wouldn't they wouldn't leave us. Paraphrasing, uh, and uh, and there are many many uh, types of Christians. So where's these wars coming from? Where's these fightings within church? It comes from the lust of the flesh uh, and uh, selfish efforts and selfish prayers and worldliness. You can't have, you can't have one foot in heaven, one foot in hell. Uh, you can't have your affection set on, uh, on things above and here. God says you've got to have a single eye. Uh, now, the best case scenario or how we would explain that is, is really you've got, to be, you've got to be eyes on the prize 24 hours a day in loving God and being cognizant of that fact uh, each and every moment so that we can guard our eyes and guard our hearts and guard our lips uh, and uh, that we would do the things that God would have us to do and have the mind of Christ and not be worldly minded uh, carnal uh, or having a carnal mind if we put it that way or God describes it as a fleshly mind uh, or not being spirit led uh, in our life. Uh, It is is worldliness. Uh, And God says if you have that friendship you're an enemy of God. So I don't, want, I don't want to ever be accused of being a friend of the world. Are you following me? 
So because I, because I don't want to be, uh, you know, accused of being, I remember uh, I was long, uh, it was a while, a long time ago when I was a teenager and, and, uh, uh, and, uh, and this is, this is kind of, this is kind of in our psyche, I guess, uh, as a human being, um, we would, uh, um, there's all kinds of stuff. Like my, my parents, I don't even know what it was. It was a Ford, Ford pickup truck, but it was like a 1970 something and it was green. Uh, and I see them like restored and uh, around town and stuff. But back then, like when you were a teenager, uh, and it was, it was, uh, like the mid 1980s, uh, for your parents to be driving around a, a, a circa 1972 pickup truck was embarrassing. Right? So I would, this is what I would do to my parents. Uh, uh, we, they'd be taking me to a baseball game or whatever. I'd have them drop me off like blocks away from the baseball game. Because I didn't, I, didn't I didn't want to get out of that car in people or that truck and people see me. Uh, and uh, I, didn't want, I didn't want to have that association. Or there were different groups of people that, uh, that uh, I was, I was, uh, I played baseball and different stuff and basketball. You wouldn't know this because I'm three feet tall, uh, but I was on the traveling teams and the different stuff. I was big into sports and, and, but I also wanted to get good grades. And so, so I was like, uh, with this group, uh, but then I was in all of the, the, you know, uh, the nerdy classes, not for math or science or, uh, I was in enriched English. Uh, can you believe that? Uh, and uh, I'm telling God's my witness. I was in, in the rich English class for, for for years. We read books and wrote reports, and uh, and uh, and uh, and so it was like uh, all of my all of my nerdy friends. Uh, you know, if it's like lunchtime, it's like, hey, Bob, come over here. I'm like, I don't know you, right? Uh, and I would go over and sit. That's where just we're just like that. Uh, and as we associate. Uh, with this group or that group, it just is a lot. So if, if people feel, uh, accuse you of being or doing something that is worldly, please, please, with sugar on top, just take that to heart. Because I don't, I, don't I don't want that label. I don't want anybody to say, so, so I would, uh, I'm going to stay as far away from it as I can. And even uh, to do so obnoxiously, if I put it that way, or, uh, or I go overboard on it. Because here's what I learned a long time ago. Uh, whatever compromise, compromise is that I have in my life, the next generations can be way worse. And, uh, and so there is, there is a reason uh, why my biblical philosophy about the world uh, is, is, is uh, uh, old. Uh, because I guarantee you, uh, if, uh, if I came to church uh, in skinny jeans and preached in affliction shirts and we had this and that and on the stage, um, uh, everyone in this room, your life would be that and perhaps maybe more. Uh, what uh, what we what we what preachers do from the pulpit and uh, how they lead churches has a lot to do with the culture of that church and so so I don't you know I, honestly I don't really mind if you don't see that or if you're not thankful for that position I'm just trying to explain to you where I'm at because I don't want ever anybody to say you know what I was at Berean Baptist Church and they're worldly they're worldly there that would kill me. Uh, as uh, as a a, a pastor, uh, and uh, and so so I want you to understand God's language. Stepping out on God when you love the world, 
you, the love, if you love the world, if you have friendship with the world, uh, you're hostile towards God. Uh, if uh, you have friends, whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of the God. Uh, so would you pray with me and, uh, and, uh, and pray like for your own lives and, uh, and different things because it is getting harder and harder and harder every single day uh, to find churches that have not embraced the culture of the world. It, by the way, I'm going to say this and we're going to be done. It is not some badge of honor for ministries today uh, to embrace the culture. Uh, it is not. Uh, it is so dangerous. Uh, and, uh, and the arguments are so silly. Well, uh, and uh, you know when the gospel was preached and the New Testament churches were being established, uh, you could go from one culture that worshiped these gods to another culture that worshiped these gods. Or, uh, and they went from culture to culture to culture. The gospel didn't change. And when people got saved, uh, they, they formed a biblical culture. That's why when you go to... Kenya, as an example. Uh, you go there to preach the gospel, people get saved. They, don't, they, they begin to live a biblical culture. Uh, and uh, in Papua New Guinea, when you, go, you go to a church service in Papua New Guinea. Everybody, you can imagine, when you, when you looked at National Geographic magazines uh, at Papua New Guinea, you remember what you saw? Well, when missionaries go in there and people get saved, that all changes. It's not Western culture because Western culture is awful. Are you following me? It's biblical culture. Even the demon of, uh, of Gadara, uh, when, uh, uh, when uh, the Lord dealt with him, uh, he uh, was clothed in his right mind. All right. Uh, so so uh, it's, a, it's a biblical culture. Everywhere that people get saved, uh, God fills them with the Spirit of God, uh, and they put on righteousness and humility. That's what they're clothed with. And they begin to obey the word of God. And they put off the old and they put on the new. Uh, and, uh, and they just behave in different ways as they're transforming, uh, it being transformed and conformed into his image. That's how it works every single time. Uh, and so God is my witness. Uh, that uh, And one of the reasons I was thinking about this, because uh, we were kidding about it uh, in the, the office area, we put up. Uh, shiplap wall. Now, uh, this, was, this was my response where it's like, oh, we're going to have, uh, I don't know what, what you said. What did you say? Skinny jeans and whatever. And, uh, and, so, it, and so here's, here's the deal. Uh, uh, that wall is not a reclaimed wood pallet. All right. Uh, it, 10 years ago or 12 years, probably longer than that, when, when, when everybody on the earth uh, every church was putting up accent walls uh, with reclaimed wood uh, um, uh, pallets. Uh, I'm like, I ain't doing that right now. Because everybody was doing it. And so there's a, what do you say, moratorium. So it's been 10 years, 12 years, 15 years. Now it's okay. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, but it's shiplap. Shiplap was around for a long time, uh, and, it's, uh, and it's the same color. But you understand what I'm saying is I don't want, uh, if, if people started to sincerely give me a hard time that I'm some type of compromiser because I have a shiplap wall in the office, I'll tear it down. I'll tear it down so fast. Uh, and uh, and uh, um, Why? Because I, I don't want that association. I don't want, I don't want to be the enemy of God. Because, because a worldly ministry is an enemy of God. 
That's your opinion. No, it ain't. It's right there in black and white. And that's what Jesus says. And uh, so I want you to adopt not, the, not a, a, a spirit, a mean spirit or whatever, but understand that when all this stuff kind of comes in, it's not cool. God doesn't like it. And, uh, and we can debate about the finer things of it till, till the Lord comes back. But isn't it just better if we just stay away from it? Just let's just stay away from it as far as we can. I'm not talking about being weirdos and in, in, in whatever. I mean, it's, it's hard enough being a Christian in 2019. You don't got to be a weirdo. And so I said, church planners, Brother Rena, what's your, what's your best advice you can give me? Don't be a weirdo. That's what I give them. I'm like, yeah, that's good, actually. Uh, and, uh, and because you got a lot of things going against you. Uh, but what I'm saying is the Bible is very clear. If you're going to be the friend of God, you got to keep his commandments. You got to do the things that he says. That's his condition. And then also his explanation uh, uh, in here about what the enemy is. Now, if you want to be my friend, you be my friend, you do what I say. Uh, but when you lost and the pride of life comes in there uh, and you begin to, uh, to your behavior changes, uh, you're, you are, uh, you're loving the world, uh, then, then, then that's where all this stuff comes from. The fighting, the fighting in our movement, if you will, is, is because of the worldliness and the, uh, and the things. And, and then somebody says something, and then you're divisive, and on and on and on. Uh, and, uh, but the problem is, worldliness has crept in. But you know what the solution is? He gives it right there. God gives more grace. Wherefore, he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Uh, and resist, uh, excuse me, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God. He'll draw out, cleanse your hands, ye sinners, purify your hearts, ye double-minded. He says you got to get over it. You can't be double-minded. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And by the way, the Bible says this in Isaiah 32, verse 17, uh, and uh, the, the pattern is there uh, in other places in the Bible, but it says, and the work of righteousness shall be peace, and the uh, effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. So you know where, you know where the, you know, uh, everybody's just trying to figure out his peace with God and uh, in his walk with God. And, uh, and, uh, and God says it's righteousness. When you live righteously and soberly, uh, when you love him and obey him and follow him, uh, he, he, and when you take on his yoke, when you live that exchange life, that crucified life, uh, that cross-bearing life uh, that he saved us to, he says that's where you find rest and peace. Uh, and uh, there, there is no peace with a double-minded, constant searching uh, in, 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 uh, in for the, the appeasement of, in the, the satisfaction of, the, uh, the uh, whatever uh, of the world. If the world loves what Berean Baptist Church is doing, then we're doing it wrong. And, uh, and so, um, but you understand what I'm saying? You can go to a church. Have you ever, this is be the question. Have you ever gone to a church and thought, man, that church is worldly? Okay, you thought that. Now, it, it could be taste and preference, all that, whatever it is. But, but when you think that, if the Spirit of God in your heart says that was worldly, don't go back there. Don't, don't go back. Uh, because, because if that's the Spirit uh, that, uh, that, that, that God is, is, is uh, tuning you into, uh, you ought to just avoid it. Now, I don't want any of that. And uh, you don't have to stand up in the middle of the congregation at the end. You people are the enemy of God. (laughs) 
get beat up and thrown out of there or whatever uh, and do it. Don't do that. But you need to understand what the Bible says about it. And so it's like, oh, it's just whatever, and that's just their preference. Be careful. It really isn't about preferences and convictions. It's about, it's about hostility and, and, and being the enemy. And so what does that mean? That means uh, that there are some people who are in their way praising God on a Sunday and doing the things that they do in their church, and their expectation of blessing is met with a curse because their worship is not acceptable to Him. Uh, and, uh, and where they say, hey, we're the friends of God, they don't keep His commandments, and the worldliness has crept in so, so much that they're no longer, they're, they don't resemble any, any more what God has laid out for us in Scripture, and they have become the enemy of God. And that's not anything that you should associate with or want to associate with. And uh, so, so please leave today. Anybody says, that's worldly. Whoa, I don't want to be, what do you mean? Tell me, what, do you, what, what about that? And have an open heart, an open mind. Say, you know what, that's right. That's what he's talking about, meat and stuff and all that thing. If you have liberty, have it unto yourself. Uh, but if somebody you love and respect or whatever, another Christian brother and sister in Christ goes, hey, time out. That's not right. And, uh, and you can't open the Bible. Remember, it's not, it's not the response, it's not my responsibility uh, to prove from this Bible what you're doing is wrong. It is your responsibility to show from this Bible that what you're doing is acceptable unto God. And if you just, if you pass everything that, so, well, tell me what's wrong. No, no, no. You tell me what's right. Tell me what, why God would bless that. I had a conversation with somebody today, and they, they said, blah, blah, blah. I said, nowhere in the Bible, nowhere in the Bible does the Bible say that. You tell me, you show me one verse where it says that. Well, like, well, don't be, don't be throwing out uh, the Bible says or God says this or God says that when he don't. And, uh, and, and don't, and then I, and basically I said, and don't, and you know, everything that I'm talking to you, I said, this person, everything I'm going to talk to you, tell you about, it's going to be the truth. And, uh, and you, need to, you need to stop all that. All right. And uh, I love that person. Uh, but they're buying into a lie that's right straight out of the pits of hell. And it imitates the religion of the Bible so closely uh, that people don't even know. It's like, like that whole boiling a frog in water. They have no idea. Their, their lives are being destroyed. Uh, and they think everything's great. Enmity, enemy, not the friend. Uh, and, uh, and God help there be more preachers and churches uh, that would just say, no, no, no. It's not, you just do what you do and we'll just do what, what we do. You're doing enemy of God. You're doing enemy of God. And that's not, that's not something to be proud of. Worldly uh, and carnal, fleshly. And, uh, and so uh, we're not going to agree to disagree. You're wrong. Well, you're, you know, you're just a Pharisee. Whatever you, whatever you want, let's just go to this. And, uh, and if it's in there, then uh, the Bible's not silent on it. It's loud, super loud. Uh, and uh, be in this world and not of it. If the love of the world is in you, the love of the Father is not. Let's all uh, stand. I went way too long. Uh, we're going to pray. Uh, and uh, let's do this as we pray, as the uh, piano player comes, as we pray and have the invitation.
uh, and just say, God, help me personally uh, to be able to discern between the things that are worldly from the world.